Blog Talk Radio. radio.com slash it's the radio show that deserves another one of the high budget applause one more time yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. all right you got tiki blue the jerk easy the returning your boy cujo i'm in 16 thanks for listening we are down atl diva tonight she sends her regards and she'll be back next week what's going on everybody Hey, y'all. We all unmuted at the same time. <laughs> some hey, some haven't at all. Um, I'm eating cookies. I was going to say, that's, you know, Tiki, when you ask that question in this year, that is a loaded, that's a loaded question when you ask how's it going in 2020 because this year is playing the hit and there's still more to go a little it looks like it's going to be more to go. So only more craziness as we go further. Um, so real quick, if you're out there listening, if you want to text us your thoughts, you can do that, 678-800-1677. Uh, you can email us, the radio show, inbox at gmail.com. Or if you wanted to call in, that is also available, 516-387-1805. You know, if you're interested in getting some uh Something off your chest. All right, guys. So we start the show off with 2020 because, like we were saying, 2020 is playing the hits. And somebody who's used to having hits but not in this type of arena is Kanye West. Kanye West 
boy, I tell you, every time you feel like he's done everything he can do, he goes out and just outdoes himself. Um, so now running for president, he has this rambling, incoherent speech the other day. I'm confused. I don't know what day it is and what's going on. I don't know what this ride is, but I want to get off. I want to swing this one over, and I want to ask the. I want to start off asking the jerk because usually he's the one that gets super fired up when this craziness happens, even more than me sometimes. Jerk, what is going on, man? Kanye West running for president. Uh, he's rambling off about a whole bunch of stuff. I'm confused, man. W- what's going on? But Kanye, it's hard to tell if it's a publicity stunt, him just trying to get attention in some way, shape, form, or fashion. I don't know, but I don't think anybody's taking him running for president seriously at like at all. I don't even bother watching whatever that was he was doing on stage with a bulletproof vest on. Like, is anybody really gunning for him? Anybody? It's hard to say, man. Well, I heard he had 2% uh, <clears throat> 2% of the vote. Not sure what poll that came from, but it was that was quoted from half an article of, I mean, half of a headline that I read. When he running neck and neck with Trump, then so maybe he got a chance. <laughs> I just want him to no longer be a thing. Like I was, I've been done with Kanye for years, man. Like it's yeah. After that, he after he put that second trash album out in a row, and then drug yeah. Jay Z into that shit. I'm like, man, now nah, bye. Yeah. It was it was like around the what was it the the uh, eight oh eight to heartbreaks like a little bit after that and the Taylor Swift and a bunch of other shit where he just was rambling and going off and everybody was like oh Kanye okay, always speaks his mind I'm like this this think is an idiot like <laughs> like stick to just stick to making beats like I don't I don't even want to hear his music anymore like make beats for other people. Hey, <laughs> Christian. You've been over him that long? Because 808 and Harvard, that was a long time ago. The Taylor Swift, that's a long that's, time ago. That's, that's very, and very like long that. time ago. I like that. I like that song. I thought it was kind of tight myself. No, the album was, it was, an, it was, a, it was a decent album. But after that, yeah, there hasn't been much else good. that I, yeah, that, that, there hasn't been much else I wanted to hear from him after that. And especially not his talking or ramblings or. Him dyeing his hair blonde, talking about bleaching assholes or whatever the hell else he's making songs about these days. Life of Pablo was actually pretty decent too, but I'm gonna back out of that one since you're quoting that album. Yeah, my dark, my beautiful dark twisted mind wasn't. I think that was to me like his last okay album. After that, it it just fell off. I mean, like, Billboard, like from Watch the Throne Billboard on, named it, was it like, the best album of the decade. That uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, Billboard's uh, a bunch of white which, people. Which decade? <laughs> which decade was that? Uh, twenty ten, uh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. I quit on him. I mean, uh, he got up with Kim Kardashian. That was I was done with at that point. Um, so, I, I guess to Kujo's point. And it's a good one. And I'm going to ask you about this, Tiki. So, Kuzo was mentioning about how he's kind of been done with him. He's just talking about musically just in general, like he's over the whole thing. Is Kanye West really that important 
to where you feel like he can run for president? Because he could be real problematic for people who don't want Trump anymore. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not speaking any either way. Like whether you for Trump or you for Biden, I'm not speaking to that. But I'm just saying he's gonna pull votes from both of them because people are stupid. So, is he really that relevant at this point? What do you say? I don't think he's that relevant, but I do think there are a lot of idiots out there who will vote for him because of the novelty of voting for him. They'll be like, oh, that's so cool. I don't want to vote for either one of them. I'm going to vote for him. Yeah, that's so cool. So I think that's what the problem is going to be because you can't tell me that you would rather trade Trump's erratic behavior for Kanye's erratic behavior. Like, you can't tell me that he's been sane um, and and or stable enough over the last few years to make, you, to make you think that, you know what, I think he should be the leader of the free world. He has the mental capacity to be the leader of the free world and to make decisions to impact my life. Hell, he can barely control his own life. And you think I want him controlling my life? Hell no. But I think it's, it's some people out there who will vote for him just for the hell of it to say they voted for Kanye, and that's where we're going to get screwed. It was really scary about what you said was that exact statement could have been said of Bush and Trump because Trump was a fuck-up like his whole goddamn career. I mean, casinos going bankrupt, dude? Where are his stakes now? You know, it, three baby mamas, five kids. It, it just. Ugh. A, a, new, a new posing, a new posing first lady. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just you know some people who just say, "Hey, we're gonna do it just because," you know. Yeah, we're just gonna be screwed no matter what. So, okay. So let me okay. So easy. Let me ask you, man. When when you're seeing stuff like this, now obviously Kanye West is somebody whose music you grew up listening to, but in the aspect of being political, I mean, do you feel like people in in your age group? I'm not trying to pick on you, but I'm just saying, folks in your age group, mid to early twenties, could be swayed to actually vote for this person in the election this big. So, to answer the first part of your question, not only did I grow up on Kanye West, but I literally love the guy. Like, I think he's one of the greatest artists to ever make music. Um, but to see him just fall from grace the way he has over these years... Um, he is a direct reflection of if we as black people do not take care of our mental health or take it seriously, this is the kind of stuff that can happen to you. Um, you know, a lot of people reference uh, when his mom died, that he mm-hmm. kind of just kind of went another way. And I think that has a huge part of it. I don't know if he ever really got closure from that. Um, but you can clearly For those of you that have watched the rally, whatever you want to call it, um, you could clearly see that 
somebody that was on that stage that wasn't really in his right mind. And I think he seriously needs some kind of help. And I've wondered about that. Like, was it his mom dying that threw him over the edge, or was she the thing making sure he was taking his meds and shit? I think it was both. It might have been a mix of both. Maybe he's been had this problem, and, you know, his mom was the one that was holding him accountable. Because let's be honest, there's no way Kris Jenner and Kim Kardashian are – you know, have the power of a black mama, you know what I'm saying, and really holding him accountable for that. They're probably just letting him do whatever. Um, yeah, they might start backing away from him real soon. sad to see because this is a guy with all the talent in the world, great business acumen. He really could be an asset, and I feel like the more he neglects trying to take care of his mental health, uh, the worse off he can be. But to answer the the second part of your question, I think Tiki made a great point. Are there people that would vote for him, that would consider voting for him? Absolutely. Um, Is it to the extent that it could affect the outcome of the election? I think it depends on how the election turns out. So if you look at the polling numbers, um, they're very drastic from 2016. Joe Biden is literally running away with it. Like, at this point, if he loses, it would be like a blown 3-1 lead uh, like the Golden State Warriors. Um, or but I think three. that the – well, I, see, I wasn't going to go there. Um, but I think that Minnesota the Biden camp needs to He's take – I think the Biden camp needs to take this seriously just to make sure nothing affects it. Um but I don't think it will affect it because if I read somewhere that he's already not eligible to be on the ballot in like six states. So I don't know how much impact he'll have in those other states that could potentially be a battleground. But I mean, if 2016 tells us any kind of story, 25,000 people rode in Harambe in Florida and Donald Trump won that election by like 20,000 votes. So it could alter it, but the way it's looking right now, it probably won't, but the Biden camp just needs to go ahead and just make sure that uh, Kanye West doesn't really pose a threat. I, I'm going to agree with you, if I may, because I feel like if this – okay, who, who background is that? Um, thank you. Did y'all talk about when my baby's in the background, y'all got all the no. world in town for me. Yeah, no, 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 no. That, 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 that was... sounded like a party. Some somebody's <laughs> having a party. Somebody's missing Hold out on, on a family function right now. Hold on. Oh, well. There's no there's no y'all. There's only one person who called you on the carpet on that and it was it's no y'all this this what's this y'all business. It's only one person. So I'm a, I'm gonna back away from the mic on that and just let's please continue. Okay, my bad. I digress. And I, I apologize yeah. because I was chewing uh, early and forgot I wasn't on mute. So I apologize yeah. when you go back and listen to yeah, that. So, so, um, so thank you for der- thank you for derailing the show for pointing out the obvious. Please continue. Okay. I can't hear. But anyway, I feel like if his mama was still alive and he said that he, um, Kanye said that he was running for president, I feel like he would be a more serious contender than he is now. Because his mom, I feel like his mom was that rock keeping him solid, keeping him on a straightened path. Like, 
you know, that was his that was his base for everything. And I I'm, I agree with you. I don't feel like Chris and Kim are the type of bases that he needs that can really control him the way his mama did. And I'm not even going to say the word control because he's not property or a child or anything like that, but they don't, they don't have the same impact over his behaviors and actions that his mama did. And I feel like that's what we're seeing now. Someone who is really still hurting from the sudden loss of his mom. It's not like she was ill and he knew, you know, she was going to pass, you know, like she, you know, went right. to surgery and then died then. So it was a sudden loss that he probably never truly grieved and dealt with. And it has just been one erratic behavior and decision after another. And I feel like that's what we're seeing right now. But if his mama was still alive, things would be 180 degrees from where they are now. And if he said, hey, I'm running for president, whatever, we would probably – Take look, take notice, and and be like, okay, well, what what are your and what are you saying? What's your platform? Like, what are you bringing to this? You know, like, or what does your mama think? And then we would, he would have more of a weighted voice than what he has now. Now we just think he's and a I babbling think, bipolar fool. And I think that you made a great point there about serious, because if anybody watched that event, I'm not even gonna call it a rally. And if anybody watched that event, there was no agenda being brought up. There was no plans being brought up. It was really just him talking about making that ignorant comment about Harriet Tubman. Um, and then he just kind of spazzed out about abortion. Um, I just, the thing that bothers me is that he, he has no platform, no agenda, uh, nothing that he can really bring to the table. Um, and he still might, he would still garner a lot of votes. And we're talking about Kanye and not Trump, right? Yeah, and, I, that, that's a know, good point too. I mean, look, look, Donald Trump has an agenda and a plan. He just uses a lot of adjectives and adverbs to describe it, and he needs a better speechwriter. But that's neither here nor there. Well, let me ask y'all this, because I I actually got some feedback from a listener on a benign comment that I made last week. You probably didn't even notice it, because I. I I had to go back and listen myself, but I said that we need to do better as the two prime candidates than just two 70-year-old white guys. And they asked me, well, why does it not have to be white guys? So let me clarify that. We have to do better than two 70-year-old white guys, black guys. We need some young infusion. Like, that's the part with Kanye that I'm okay with. I think he's 42, 41 or 42, somewhere around in there. He's 42. We need something. Okay, so he's 42. We need more of that. In that aspect, okay, Obama was still in his 40s when he was elected. I think Obama was 47. So I don't give a damn what their race is, where they come from. We need some young, fresh ideas. It's like the same rinse, wash, repeat. It's like the same old thing over and over again. And I'm just saying that we need to do better than two 70-year-old white guys as the only choices that we have. That's kind of bullshit in 2020, but then again, 2020 is on that bullshit. So, you know. Who, who knows? I mean, what, I mean, what do y'all think about that aspect? That we do need some to infuse some some young life into this particular office, stuck with this well, same bullshit. Well, last time well, we had this conversation, I said that there needed to be an age limit on on politicians, but you know, specifically the the, the president. Like, I, I don't, I think after a certain point, you become out of touch. I mean, but that's 
kind of, I guess, ages in the fact that there are, you know, constituents that are in that age range and they would be representative. I, I don't think that almost like your driver's license. I, I feel like after a certain amount of time, you should have to retake the test. Like when you start creeping up on 60, 65, you might want to go back to the DMV and have to take another test compared to the one that you took 50 odd years ago. You know what I mean? Like that's still good. Uh, there should be some type of check and balance in place to keep senility and, and uh, onsets of dementia and just that whole thing from from affecting the you know highest office in you know in the world or whatever. Um, the only oh I'm sorry yeah no that was it I was, gonna... I was gonna say the only thing with that good luck getting that through right now because boomers are the biggest age group right now and collectively mm-hmm. they have the most money so until you get all the boomers out of the um off the earth or you know out of america until they all die out um they're and they're also the largest voting demographic so until you get them mm-hmm. you know out the way you will probably won't be able to get something like that enacted because they're immediately going to jump up talking about you infringing on us if you're discriminating against us um and it's not enough Millennials and Gen Zers, I think is what they are, to really push back and fight back. Gen Zers don't have the money to, um, and then again, it's not enough of them in terms of numbers to really push that through. So until that dem- that age demographic really dies off, we probably won't see that type of change. But I do think there should be a limit on both ends, to be honest. Like, I don't want a 30-year-old running for president. I don't feel like at that point they have enough life experience um, to really be able to see the bigger picture on things. I think a lot of times, and I, I don't know, I'm from my perspective, when I was 30, yeah, I thought I knew everything. I thought I had it all figured out, but I still, I still wasn't quite mentally there. And there are some very sharp 30-year-olds out there. Don't I'm not saying that they're, that they're not, but they're still – some more things that they got to go through. It's, some, it's still some more life experiences. It's still some more eye-opening experiences that they probably would need to be a more effective leader um, or president of the world, I mean, of the, um, of the country and leader of the free world before I feel like they would, they would truly be ready. I feel like a late 40s, 50s, maybe even an early 60s is right in that right age range because you you're mentally you're matured, emotionally for the most part mature and stable. You can see things um, from various perspectives. Um, for the most part, you still have the stamina um, and mental acuity for the most part, unless you have like early onset dementia or something like that. But you know you're not too young to where you don't know, but you're not too old to where you're out of touch. Does that make sense? No, I, Tiki, I think was, you it, made a great point. Um, and not only are the boomers, the, the majority of the voters, the majority of the people just living, they can, 63% of Congress is in the baby boomer generation. That includes geez. the House and the Senate. 63%. That's almost three-fourths um, are but, in uh, Tiki, Congress. And and that's not even including people on the state level or the local levels, which I'm sure 
that number is probably similar. So, you know, I thought that was a great point there that you brought up with that. I just wanted to throw that number in as well because I was curious to see how many boomers um, were in Congress, and the number is 63%. Well, Tiki, you might get what you want soon because taking out the elderly, and apparently the ones on the right don't believe in masks. <laughs> they're sending the kids back to school, what? the kids don't catch it, and what, what? they're going to do, they're going to take it to grandma. <laughs> And then they're between 60 and 80 years old too So they're the key target audience For this disease So you might get it sooner than you think I know a bunch of 60 and 70 some odd year olds Who are at the house With their mask on in the house They're like no the COVID is not coming for us They are the only ones Actually doing what they're supposed to be doing They are the only ones quarantining They are the only ones sheltering in place it's a bunch of young bucks out here acting a fool who might get taken out faster than some of these boomers. <laughs> so don't 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 get started on this group because easy to tell you how much I feel about boomers. I'm sorry. Oh Lord, I mean, please. Our parents are in this age group. If y'all so want to hear a rant, if y'all want to hear a rant, <laughs> let do. sixteen educate you on why baby all baby boomers need to retire and be banned from social media. It's a great twenty please. minutes. You will laugh throughout. You should listen to it sometime. I'm going to sort it out. They're all retired. We, we, they have nothing else to do but get on social media. That, that's all well, they yeah, have to do. But that's, that's not the no. point of the rant. Let him tell you. <laughs> Let him tell that's, you. I was going to say, that's not the point of the rant. I'm going to just bottom line it with this. It kind of makes me crazy that this generation who cannot set their DVRs is still running the country at this point. They <laughs> they are the, the group <laughs> that is famous for, well, that's not how we used to do it. So let's just leave it at that. We, we, oh my God, let's just. So you're not going to mention anything about them sharing fake news stories? I was waiting for that one. Oh, okay. So yeah, that one last thing is that, God, they just post anything. Just vet what you're putting before you put it out there. Yeah, I've seen it on the interwebs, on the internet. Just pay attention to what you're doing, for God's sake. That's all I'm asking. Um, yeah, Facebook so, is um, going to start charging your account. $85 a month if you don't copy and paste this to your status and share it with six other people. I said that on the, on the aftermath. I, like, I got a whole new, I got a whole I do not new... give Facebook my permission. And, and my new favorite. I got a whole I new profile. I do not profile. own the rights to this music. I do not Just own click. the rights to this music. Just click on this post, this post, then click paste, then say hi, and let me know you see it. Oh, my God. And this so ends whatever talk we just had. Man, you you don't want to get me started on boomers. I will tell you that. All right, thanks for everybody out there listening to the radio show. We definitely appreciate it. Um, we got some dope underground music coming up, and also um, I got some news on the aftermath that's coming through this weekend. But before we get to all that, my man Ez's got something to tell you. You didn't even mention the uh, chain messages. Send on Facebook Messenger. Oh send yeah, you to better. Any of your friends. That's why the Rona got here. We didn't follow the chain letter. <laughs> All right. We know that with the radio show, we provide you lots of content, but we also wanted to let you know about another great podcast, My Black Friend, which focuses on some humor with race relations, hosted by a friend of the show, Big Debo. You can check him out and co-host Danny Richardson out at radiocircus.net or wherever you get your podcast. I will say that uh, Debo is a friend of the show, and he is hilarious. His uh, 
Facebook posts have been giving me life. <laughs> so if <laughs> you're not funny dude, if, if you don't check out the show, at least get, become Facebook friends with him because he is killing it right now on Facebook. <laughs> yes, yes he is, and uh, appreciate that easy with the getting the top of the show. Actually, you know what? Easy, you don't that. You ain't got to there we go. All right, I uh, appreciate that that uh, plug there, easy. So um, real quick. Um, we got uh, a double play of uh, underground music coming up. One second, I'll tell you about that. Two aftermaths dropping this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, for your listening pleasure. We got a financial planner on Saturday, Terry Graham. We're going to be talking about what you need to be doing to save your coins during COVID because you know you ain't been saving no money. You've been doing Instacart now and Uber Eats and all that stuff. Then on Sunday, we're going to talk to a blogger and entrepreneur, Erica J. Stewart, talking to her about how it is that she's getting her YouTube video going on and also how she's running her business during COVID. So make sure and look for those this weekend. All right. Double player music coming around the corner here. Uh, friends, friends of the show, Truth First, got a song called New Day, and then we're going to follow that up with Tori Blue. She's got a song called Sexy Body. We're going to check those out. When we come back, we missed it last week. Kuja, how could you leave us, man? No snack plug, but we got you this week, all right? So just remember and never forget, you're not just listening to a radio show or some radio show. You're listening to the radio show. And when we come back, like I said, the aforementioned Cujo's Snack Club coming right up. It's a new day. 
party out. Came to get the party going, turn the party out. Came to get the party going, turn the party out. DJ Tati. Let me get the verse. Uh, Dress so tight when I twerk it hurts. Show my sexy body, no panties, no skirt. Sneak peek at the TV for you bees in my purse. You could bees in my purse. You know I keep her pretty. And when I spread my legs, you be like, hello kitty. Oh, hello kitty. Yeah, it's nice to meet ya. You smell so sexy. I just wanna eat ya. And if you thought to eat, huh, then I gotta teach ya. And if I can't teach ya, then I gotta beat ya. And if I can't beat ya, then I gotta treat ya. Sexy how I taste mango, margarita. It's you Now you wanna kiss it what? See my sexy body and you thought that you would hit it right. Guess you like yes cause the dress is that I'm with it nope. Might let you peek but you're never gonna get it Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's your boy, The Jerk. You just heard my underground artist, Truth First, with New Day, Tori Blue with Sexy Body. Hope you enjoyed the first segment. It's your boy, The Jerk, here with Tiki, uh, Easy M16, your boy, Cujo. Uh, if you're listening live, you can call in 516-387-1805 or go to blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show. Uh, feel free to visit our website. It's the radio show at wixsite.wixsite.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, the radio show 2015. 
listen to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, MySpace. We have Twitter page. We, we all over the place. Uh, again, welcome back. And we're going to bring you back to one of our topics. Our boy, Yakujo, is back. Hate that we missed him. And right now he's going to give you something to help your woman keep a little extra cushion for that pushing with the snack plug. Am I on mute? Not on mute, right? We're having issues with that tonight. All right. We can hear you. Well, I've got something that uh, has been, I've been tagged in. People have kind of requested uh, me to be the guinea pig, and I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. If you have any recommendations, anything that you yourself are not bold enough to try and, and spend your money on, I would be more than happy to blow my money on snacks to test out. This is the Cookies and Cream Twix. Sure you've seen the commercial. Uh, I am still not a fan of that ad campaign. That whole left Twix, right Twix, right Twix shit is just stupid to me, but it's sticking with me, and then I guess that is the point of marketing, right? Anyway, so the Cookies and Cream Twix is um, it's different. It's something... It's, I would say it's unique, but still sort of familiar when you bite into it. It still tastes kind of twixy, but, I mean, it's cookies and cream flavor. So, I like it. Um, I wouldn't make this a normal purchase. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with how well they kind of, you know, pulled off the whole cookies and cream flavor, um, you know, as a Twix or whatever. Um the best part is that the consistency of this, the texture is not like thick and chewy. Like it's a nice, clean bite, you know, and, and something that you can just eat without worrying about it getting stuck in your teeth. So go ahead and have that. The cookies and cream Twix. A refreshing twist to a classic favorite. Choose a side, left Twix or right Twix. Then turn it upside down, and now it's the fucking opposite. They're both left and right. I, I don't know if that's the point of the campaign, but it, it's still stupid to me. I don't. I don't like it. I don't. <laughs> it's been going on for years. No, please go ahead. Tell us why you hate it, Cujo. That's no, no. I don't want to turn this to a rant because I will. I'll I'll go off about this stupid ass ad campaign. But again, it's it's effective in its stupidity because I know the campaign. Like it sticks with me. Like every time I pick up a Twix or every time I walk past a Twix, I see it and I think left or right. It doesn't make me want to buy it. It just infuriates me when I think about it because it's such a stupid campaign. I hate it so much, and I hate just it. Just as a quick that test, cookies and cream is so good. God, it's so it is. good. That could, they yeah. they hit it right on. They did a great job yeah. with that one. I, I was re- I was really impressed by how good it was. Like I said, I wouldn't make this a normal purchase. Like I wouldn't keep going out buying all these Twix cookies and cream. But that means like it's not nasty. It's like once I've tried it and I get it, I'm like, okay, they did a good job. Like I'm not, you know what I mean. So, yeah, but it's good. I, I recommend everybody go out and get it. 
Hey, Cujo, just exactly. to see how much that, that ad has gotten into your head, is there a specific Twix that you eat first when you first open the wrapper? I take a <laughs> bite out of both at the same time. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, that's how I do. And I eat, I eat Kit Kats from the middle. And I turn it to the side and just bite, bite into it. <laughs> Go time out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they they also have many uh, for the people who don't want. Well, I mean, I mean, if you buy a whole bag, you gotta eat all them shit. But I was gonna say for people who don't want to buy the, the candy bar, there's a small, smaller, you know, the Twix minis. But like I said, you got a whole bag of them now, so you gotta eat that shit. So you know, whatever. There's there's a few different form factors of cookies and cream Twix. I um, Twix are great. It's one of those candies that have stood the test of time. It tastes just as good yep. as they did years ago as they do today. And, yeah, there's no denying. They are undeniable. And so is this segment, Kuja. So appreciate you having you back, man. We missed it last week. So definitely uh, appreciate you giving us the knowledge yeah. about how to get us out of during this quarantine, man. No problem, man. You know, I'm glad. You know, the murder hornets tried to keep me down. but um, Oh, you know, no, man. Yeah. Not the murder hornets. Yeah. The murder horn hey, they you know. Hey, do y'all feel like snack size candy tastes different than regular size candy? Oh, bye, yes. Yeah. Well certain ones. Yeah. I will say. Yeah. Like butterfinger which, BBs like do not taste like regular better. butterfinger. Like which one do y'all like better? The regular size or the snack size? I'll this say in a Snickers. I like I like the the mini Snickers, like the ones in the gold that you get for and like the trick or treat pack. Like, yeah. Oh, like the mini so Snickers tasty. that's still in the black wrapper. I don't know why they taste so much better at that thumb si- thumbnail size, but it's like it's really, really, it's it's a lot better than the regular size Snickers. It's because you get a taste of the, of the peanuts or whatever kind is in there in every bite. It's not just a bite of some stuff. You get everything in that bite. You got you three to four of those. You got yourself a good basically a great candy bar when you just eat a bunch of those together. This is the fattest yeah. goddamn show on the planet, all right? On the planet. And more to come later, trust, because we don't, we don't let you down like that. Um, so now we're going to swing it on over to our – well, she's the only lady on the show tonight because, again, we're down ATL Diva. So, Tiki Blue, you got some news for us about some more crazy shit going on in 2020. Please enlighten. Diva's probably out playing basketball, though. Uh-uh. Oh, she's don't don't love talk that. to my girl like that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh-uh. We do not play basketball. We do not all play basketball. We don't even like that shit. No, don't do that. That's not nice. Y'all always want to talk to somebody. Uh-uh, don't do that. Does wearing heels, so wearing heels like make you taller? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bo- I'm volleyball. Sorry. volleyball. This is what we're going to do? Uh, no, we just... Come on. Come on. We're all friends here. Come on. Okay. Good. Anyway, so... <laughs> I don't know about you all, but I was really anticipating the initial court uh, proceedings of Kemp versus uh, Auntie Keisha in the city of Atlanta. It was really blowing my mind that he was only suing the city of Atlanta and Keisha Lance Bottoms, a.k.a. the mayor, um, over this mask-wearing mandate, but was not suing other cities within the state of Georgia who had implemented either very similar or pretty much identical uh, mask mandates for their jurisdictions. Um, so today, 
you know, if you've been keeping up, they were supposed to go to court um, for the, like I said, the initial hearing of it. But that didn't happen because this morning the first judge that was supposed to hear the case recused herself. Apparently she had already had some uh, discussions offline with an appellate court um, judge about the case, so, so she ended up recusing herself. So a few hours later, they uh, tossed it over to a second judge um, who said that she would, uh, Judge Jane Barwick, who said that she was not, I'm sorry, she's the third judge. The second judge is Judge Sean LaGrua, who said that she was not going to be able to preside over the case because uh, and she was 100% with it. She was like, look, I'm still trying to get a job with Kemp. Uh, we already been talking about this, so I'm just going to step to the side because I don't want this to go down, me not ruling his favor, and then, you know, he stopped my coins and I can't get this job with him on the side. So I'm going to step aside. So now they've tossed it to a third judge who is uh, Judge Jane, Jane Barwick. Um, and I don't know if you if you think you may know her name. You probably do. Because this is the same judge who granted bail, uh, I mean bond, to the officer that shot Rayshard Brooks last month, Garrett Roth. So she's already been in the news recently because she's presided over that bond hearing. So I think, you know, this is pretty interesting. And also the fact that Kemp is even really going through with this just blows my mind. All, a lot of other states have come out, you know, their governors have said, hey, put on these masks. A lot of other mayors all around the country have said, put on these masks, even though their governors have not done so. But uh, Kemp apparently is insisting on making us look like backwards fools by choosing to sue just one mayor out of the most money-making city that he presides over. It's not like this is some rinky-dink, you know, town. It's the city of Atlanta. This is big business. This is a big deal. So for him to be picking up another fight with Keisha because they've been beefing for a minute now, it's just ridiculous, and it has us looking stupid. You know, what do you guys think, Jerk? Well, I had a question because it was something I heard that I didn't fully understand. Is it true that he's suing her personally and he's not suing the mayor's office? That is correct. That is correct. So her argument is, and that's how you know this is really petty, like we're just getting petty now. Um, apparently, the city of Athens has basically the, an identical mandate. He had a conversation, allegedly, with that mayor and was like, please, you know, drop it. And the mayor was like, no, because the demographics of our town is pretty significant outside of the college. we got a bunch of old people here or boomers here. We need this. So he let that go. But And he's from that area, which, you know, makes you think, like, he can't even get that area to follow behind him. But, yes, he is actually suing her personally, which is crazy. Um, and her argument is you don't have jurisdiction over the city like that. It's not set up in the Georgia State Constitution that you can actually come down and say, hey, you can't institute, institute this mandate of these masks um, that's not how Georgia law is written. He can give out an executive order, but again, both of them, both sides are arguing that your order can't out um, outweigh my order. I have a pretty good theory as to why this is happening. 
and it's kind of twofold. One, shit and drug his ass through the mud, call him everything from incompetent to incoherent. So she she's on the platform giving him the business. And two, I think he's realized how much more powerful she is than he ever was, especially now that these national, nationally syndicated programs, CNN, MSNBC, and all these other places – are hearing her voice way before they let his ass on TV. So basically, yeah, she's, she's showing his ass up, and he don't like it. If he, if I feel like if he had any type of uh, scruples about himself, he would just kind of fall back a little bit. Um, because yeah, she is on the national stage a lot more, and yeah, you know, I could almost give way to conspiracy theorists that he's doing this to her because she is being considered um, or vetted for a VP role. So some people have whispered, oh, you know, this is a ploy by Trump or this is a ploy by the political, I mean, the Republican Party to kind of tear her down so that she doesn't, you know, get any further um, as far as that goes. Who knows? It could be, it could not be. But, yeah, she does have um, a very powerful voice right now. She has the ear of people nationally. Um, I feel like if he was really smart, he would just kind of fall back a little bit let her say whatever it is that she has to say because as long as the city of Atlanta is looking good, she's keeping the Atlanta metro area looking good, which is really supporting the state. I mean, let's just be honest. If it wasn't for the state of, um, I mean, the city of Atlanta, the state of Georgia will look a lot differently monetarily wise. A lot like Mississippi, Louisiana, or Alabama? Pretty much. Pretty much, and if she is, you know, if the city of Atlanta isn't happy, then the rest of the state is going down. And not to mention that, you know, the governor lives in Atlanta, so I just, to me, I just don't see the point of it. I don't see how Mass became so political. Um, He literally had a press conference last week saying that everybody needs to wear masks. And then he said right after that that he wasn't going to mandate it um, because he doesn't want to tell people what to do. But you're mad because the mayor of the biggest city in your state and the capital uh, had the guts to make a mandate to force people to wear a mask. I just don't get it. To try and save lives. This is pretty bizarre. Um, but I guess with 2020, um, this is the norm. We should expect the the opposite of what should be the right thing or the the same thing in this culture. Like we've literally seen a health crisis become politicized, where people I, I don't even want to start getting into that part again because we've talked about that so much about how just put your mask on, man. This whole thing could be over and you could be back to doing what you want to do if you just put a mask on. It's that simple. This is all this comes down to is the fact that people feel like somehow, some way, wearing a mask violates some type of your right to choose. Uh, the best analogy that I could give about this is that when you, let's say you're working at your job and there's certain rules that you can't, like they say, don't use the Internet when you're at work. Are you going to say it's your right to use the Internet because it's out there for you to use? No, because if you use the Internet and it's a rule at the job, you're going to get your ass fired. 
So if the country, if the leader of the country would come out and tell you or the governor or whatever leader say, we're mandating this, it's not violating your right. It's trying to keep you safe. I don't understand this. Um, I don't get it. It's a lot of other things that could be, uh, you know, taxpayer dollars could be being spent on versus uh, a lawsuit like this during a pandemic. I just, I don't understand it. And I don't, I, it's hard to know where we're headed so, with this. So, so the, what's the end game of the lawsuit? Like he's suing her personally. Like, and what are the, like, what's he asking for? I think he's trying to silence her. No, I mean, yeah, I think, I think he wants her to get off of the, he wants her to get off of the, the TV and, and stop, you know, making him look bad. No, no, no. I mean, that's so pretty clear. I mean, like, when you file a lawsuit, don't you have to, like. Well, yeah, oh, you mean what the motions of the lawsuit are? I don't know that. Well, one of them is he wants her to stop talking to the press. That's one of them in there that, that she's not yeah. going to speak on anything related to COVID. It, I, I read it. It said uh, that Brian Kemp alone leads the state of Georgia in its fight against COVID-19. That's in the lawsuit. I'm like, wow, that is wow. He said him alone I mean, is leading us in the fight. Yeah, because even the lieutenant governor is not even supporting him outright. Like, even the lieutenant governor said, hey, I mean, I, I get it from both sides. However, it would make much more sense if this whole thing just went away. They came to mutual ground, put these masks on, and keep it damn moving. So if your lieutenant governor is not even saying outright, I fully support the governor's office. I fully support what Ryan Kemp is doing. That right there in and of itself is telling you this is some bullshit. Like, there are a lot more other things that are really pressing that we should be dealing with, and this is not it. No, it's not. So then, like, let me ask y'all. Like, you know, I think one of you were getting ready to allude to this. Is he basically trying to silence her, silence her, and put her back into her good little Negro face. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, this this situation definitely screams uh, black versus white. Okay. That's Should what I thought. Dribble. You need to get back. If I had to get guess, back there are not Negro many role. black mayors in the state of Georgia. If I had to guess, um, like I would yeah. assume Albany might have one. Augusta um, definitely does. I would I would go as far as to say there's probably not that many black mayors in the state of Georgia. Okay, but when's the last time the city of Atlanta has had a white mayor? This is known for being a a black uh, black majority area, so we're known for having black mayors. So for him to even think that telling this black mayor to sit her Negro behind down and shut up, it's not even fathomable. Like. She's she doing statement, what mayors before have been doing. Tiki, you made a great point though. Let's let's not forget, she is being considered a VP candidate for Joe Biden. That is fact. That is definitely a thing. Um, and I would not be surprised if this was a part of a way to try to get her out of the running for it. Because I know she hasn't done any other political offices besides the local, but I think she would be a really good candidate, personally. I think she's a, a firecracker and she would really get a lot of people amped up uh, to go vote. But at the same just time, don't let her make the Trump mac and, and cheese. Kim, yeah, yeah. Don't just let her don't let her make the mac and cheese. Jesus Christ, don't let her make the mac and cheese. 
Yeah, she but is not making a I don't know regime. if Trump and Kemp are on good terms again because apparently Trump and Kemp haven't been cool since he picked Kelly Loeffler to be the Senate, to be in the Senate. So I I don't know. Maybe, maybe they are working back together again, but I think 100% this could be to try to um, mess up her reputation or at least try to. But now Trump is back to saying, y'all go put on your mask. Everybody needs to put on a mask. He came back out with that what yesterday evening or earlier today. So if he's back to saying put on the mask, then that leaves Brian out here by himself looking like Boo Foo the Fool, and he's making the rest of us look like Boo Foo the Fool because we live here too. Well, Kemp, I think he's okay Boo, with that. Well, Kemp is the fool anyway because Kemp went on a whole six days around the state campaign with his mask on, asking local officials to ask their people to wear masks. Not mandated, exactly. but you know, make it a make it a directive. Now, the day Trump comes to town, he tries to switch gears and attack Keisha. But to ask, and that kind of bodes to answer your question, easy. And also take this into consideration: when you see that photo with him, Kemp is wearing a mask all the way up until he gets close enough to shake Trump's hand. He takes that mask right off his face. And to me, that's kind of like that. Hey, I'm that hidden ver- version of hey, I'm with you, brother. You know. So yeah, it, it he's all up Trump's ass. Like they they neither one of them know better. But you know, yeah, they're 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 he's just he's trying to stay on Trump's good side. Why I don't know. I don't um, think he's doing a very good job of that. Yeah, because I mean the president disagreed with him when he tried to open the state early. So I think he's cool with being looking like a fool while everybody else is looking normal. Cause I mean, he did open the state like two weeks before any other state did. So. Hmm. Well, cool. this is going to be interesting cause we're going to play out in public, which, you know, we'll be here to figure out what's going on with it, but it just feels a little bit of uh they had a little bit of you people need to know your place type thing. And, well, we'll see how it turns out, and when it does turn out, of course, we'll have reaction to it, because why not? All right. Thank you, TG. And the rest of the panel on that one. All right. So we're about to get into Easy's one got to go here for a second. But I just wanted to say something real fast, and I'm going to keep this short. I messed around and watched Fatal Affair the other day. It was, like, on in the background. I'm just going to say this and be done. Neil Long and Omar Epps are two of the best black actors. They're in all the good movies that you like back in the 90s. They, this was beyond awful. If you watch it and you think this movie is good, I got a fist I'd like for you to meet. It's beyond dreadful. That's all I got on that one. I ain't going to go on no long rant, but just don't. We don't endorse that one. And if you're on the panel, you guys, don't, don't waste your time, please. Don't. Because they're going to start recommending you shit based on it if you watch it, you know, so don't do that either. But anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into Easy's One Gotta Go. Easy, what kind of argument starter did you have for us this week, sir? For the record, he probably watched the whole movie. He's just trying to tone it down. You just but you just do your segment. Stop calling me Probably out. liked it. <laughs> Downloaded it. <laughs> He probably bought it on demand. <laughs> it's not even available on demand. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. This week, we're going to the drink category. We're going with some of our favorite carbonated beverages. We have four of them. 
Uh, the four we have is Coke, Sprite, Dr. Pepper, and Pepsi. Which one's got to go? But off the rip, Coca-Cola and Dr. Pepper are safe. They are staying. You all may continue. Wait, hold on. Are we saying Coke as in vanilla Coke? Zero. Oh, look, uh, we discussed we discuss that <laughs> in mean, the chat. We discussed that in the chat. We do not need your pettiness today. It was discussed in the chat. First of all, let me tell you about somebody who's on some damn pettiness. That's you being petty because I'm just asking because the listeners don't know that we discussed this in the chat. And to be honest, I didn't even see it until like three seconds ago. So the hell with you and your pettiness. Over there eating. Actually, <laughs> we're referring to your pettiness, but carry on. <coughs> Shit, I'm choking on that smoke. <coughs> what you call that smoke? <coughs> I don't drink soda. Wait, Kujo, you don't drink? Oh, Kujo, don't drink any of these. This segment is great. So who's going first? Anybody? Somebody? Well, I'll Anybody? go ahead and go. Uh, to me, almost all Pepsi products taste like Flathead's version of Coke products, so Pepsi got to go. I agree. Um, uh, Pepsi tastes like a lot of syrup uh, to me. I don't like it either. Pepsi got to go. Um, for me, it's Sprite. Sprite can go to hell unless they want to, uh, you know, sponsor the show. If that's the case, then I love that taste of Lyman. But otherwise, Sprite got to go. How do you not like okay, Sprite? Okay, this is this is interesting. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I need to follow up on this. Okay, follow up. I'm listening. How do you not like Sprite? Because I don't. Ask the guy that doesn't drink soda. Well, I don't drink for yeah, I don't. not for take. I can tell you what they all taste like because I did at one point drink soda. Uh, I would. I was gonna go last and let everybody actually. Has a dog in this fight to to toss theirs out, but I would. Um, I don't know, man. It, it would be between Coke and Pepsi. Um, I mean, all colas. I mean, as we you know, we're going down to like RC Cola or something. All colas are pretty much the, the same. So toss up between Coke and Pepsi. So, but again, do you like, somebody who, yeah. 16, do you like another lime drink better than Sprite, or you just don't like lime drinks? Um, I'm going to say it's not my thing because I, I don't uh, think, see, I miss out with that. The is okay. Um, other drink that's not, I live in. Your your connection doesn't like the fact that you don't like Sprite. It's not letting you be great right now. Yeah, you you need oh, some really? of that uh, Sprite static to help you out. <laughs> you need a McDonald's oh, you Sprite. Bad. You need a McDonald's you Sprite. Bad. That crispiness of. Well, yeah, yeah, you still sound pretty. Yeah, bad. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that we're, got better. We're just going to assume that you don't you don't have a valid reason for not liking Sprite. Just know that I'm over here ranting. There we go. For you between... Am, am I better now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was trying to ask what some of the lines like. I just don't like Sprite. I'm just... Uh, yep. Well, you got like you Mellow Yellow, up, Sierra or... Mist, 7-Up. Yeah, seven seven up. Up. 
Yeah, like, I don't Sierra like Miss is okay. Or Sierra Miss, but I like Sprite, yeah, so see, I can I can feel you on that. Yeah, this is not my thing. Still breaking up, still bad. Nah, you good. Nah, you way better now. All right. I'm just making I, sure. I think for yeah, me it, it's Pepsi. I like all of them, but for me it, it's Pepsi. I don't know. It's just right. Like you know, you sitting down and you about to just wreck something, whether it's Popeyes or a burger from somewhere, and you're supposed to accent that by ordering a Sprite. Uh, whatever. I mean, if that's your thing, then you know. That's Chinese what. food tastes good as hell with a Sprite on the side. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. Like, I think you about I think, to like with Sprite. I think Sprite. Do we have like an stuff. official what kind of soda is supposed to go with what kind of food? Because I feel like that's oh, the thing. It do. It sounds like that's it. Man, this we about to burn thirty minutes talking about what goes with what. And I mean, well, no, clearly <laughs> sixteen. Clearly, you have some kind of list. So, can we do like what goes with a burger? What goes with some fried chicken? Like, do you have like a little list okay. real quick? Well, I, we can go off the top of the dome here and freestyle it, but, like, if you're sitting down and you're about to, like, rock some catfish, you can't rock your catfish with some fucking Sprite. you got to drink a Coke or a Pepsi with that, most most likely a Coke with that. I mean, or a Dr. Pepper. You can't have no Sprite with your catfish. What the hell? Is this, a, um, is this a race thing? It's starting to sound a little racist. Like, the darker beverages are for the black meat. Like, you say catfish, and then you name the two dark-ass sodas. Okay, well, drink a Mountain Dew with the fish then. Is that better? Mountain Dew is like, you know, Mountain Dew is good. So, you know, there's that. You do drink dark red wines with darker meat and white wines with white meat. So maybe sodas may follow the same rationale. I don't know. Um, catfish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but it feels like we're going to end up with a Michelin star after this show. We're really, really examining <laughs> extremely deeply <laughs> soda pairing. How to make me choke, man? <laughs> so clearly, Dr. Pepper is a favorite amongst these because nobody even hinted at Dr. Pepper being being oh, gone. Doc, Doc, Dr. Pepper is just the best. Dr. Pepper is it, so good, and any of the similar drinks don't even taste. I mean, for me, I've always been curious as to exactly. I've always just been curious as to what exactly Dr. Pepper is. Is it a cola? Is it a root beer? Is it like what were they going for a flavor? Are they just their own thing? That's a great point. What is Dr. Pepper? It's not a cola and it's not a root beer. That's a great point. It's an anti-cola. Like 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 an anti-hero. It's like like he's not a superhero, but he's not a bad guy. He's kind of an anti-hero. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of where Dr. Pepper lives, I feel like. It, it is he like in War Machine? Up. Is that what you're trying to say? He's like War Machine? He's 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 like Spawn. Oh, okay. That works. So he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just an asshole. <laughs> Dr. Pepper, the official drinker of the asshole. <laughs> well, isn't that funny that, well, wait a minute. Is this the official drink and that's my favorite drink? You know what? This segment is over, man. Goose. <laughs> The official drink of asshole. Dr. Pepper is my favorite drink and has been since I've been a kid. So what, what are y'all trying? What, are we saying something here? Like the the slogan stands. 
that's a, you know what? I messed up my timing on that because I should have just came right in with this right after you said that. And I'm just messing it up completely. Wow. Yeah, just wow. Also, by the way, I just got to say it again. Do not watch Fatal Affair. I'm begging you. There wasn't even no affair in the movie. They never even did anything. He was stalking her, and he didn't even hit it. Okay? Do you understand me? He didn't even, they didn't even do anything. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, was I literally on the had no. If there was a list of movies of everything that was on Netflix or whatever streaming platform that movie came out on, I guarantee you that would have been last on my list. And it, it, with with I reason, know. but easy, easy. Thank you uh, again for Spider. the one gotta go. Good segment, man. I watched the first three what? minutes of it and then got busy and forgot to go back. You sure don't give Mia, me Mia a long Long's time. interview. Mia Long's interview was the did the complete opposite for me. Um, it made me even more less interested in watching the movie. She did not sell it whatsoever. Well, like, okay, I got a check for this. To be honest, like that tr- that that concept is just so overdone, and it's not like you can really go anywhere different with it. It's going to be the same movie, just with different actors. It's, uh, I, anyway, go ahead. This this was your rant, sir. You 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 own this rant. Oh, I'm, well, I'm sorry. Well, I just had people. Get... They make movies about it, but I'm saying he didn't. They didn't even do anything. They 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 heavy petted, and he went crazy. So just imagine had they actually done something. And I don't care that I'm spoiling this hey, movie for whoever has seen me, it or haven't seen it because you don't need to watch it. It's awful. Can I can I ask you a question? Was there a scene in the movie where he was chasing her through a house, and she hit him with either a vase or a pan from the kitchen? Um. Yeah. Well, she hit him. Yes, it was a glass vase. She did. That, and they, it was inside the house. Every, oh my God. Every this movie. sounds like that movie with Beyonce. Wait, hold on, Cujo. Wait oh. a second. We own something here real fast before we get to random. Start naming stuff, and I'll tell you whether it happened. And I'm pretty sure you're going to be spot on with it. Please. <laughs> Please. Enlighten did, us. Did he was make, the mistress white? Wait, I said Cujo, so we don't talk all over each other. No, no, no. He does. Yes, that's just valid. Yeah, no, go ahead. Answer that one. I'm just missing. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. Can you answer the question? No, go ahead. Easy. I think we lost it. I think we should just go. No, I'm saying, was the mistress white? No. How is the mistress white when the two main characters. (laughs) You didn't even watch the preview. Yeah, there's, there's, there's there's no white people. There's no white people. Yes, Omar right. Epson needs long enough to get. Yeah, I'm saying, but that that has nothing to do with. It's he's not the person that's being. Oh man, yeah, you're right, Cujo. We okay. killed it. Damn. Yeah, we killed okay. it. Don't watch it. That's, that's just the bottom line. Just, just let's just not watch it. Just don't watch that movie. Hey, all right. This brings up an interesting topic, though, that we could probably address on another show. Like, what are some movies from some actors' resumes that you felt like they just needed a check? Oh, stay tuned for the next I episode of Mister Radio Show. Yeah, that might be a good one. Here's, a, here's one. Here's one to tease you. Just about the end. The entire back half of Robert De Niro's career could be this segment. <laughs> <God. We're> gonna... <laughs> 
Well, that's, that's even the Irishman? Wow. He took it there. What? Man. His entire career, the back half of his career, everything from De Niro. I thought he was going to say something like universally hated, like After Earth, like Will Smith or, or something. Like, I, thought, I don't know where he was going to go. I didn't expect that. that I love funny. De Niro. I'm just saying, man, he got some. <laughs> go look at that IMDb and then we can talk. From about 2000, I don't know, seven on. Jesus. Oh, no, man. I, I, was that pre Fockers or post Fockers? That's post. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go check, go check. Because that's an excellent segment. We should talk about that next week. And we're not going to forget to talk about it because it's documented. Because Lord knows if we don't write something down or it's recorded, we will forget. Sweet. We already did next week. Oh, you mean? Already. Oh, you mean like we didn't discuss we were watching Lovebirds, but all of a sudden you watching Fatal Attraction? Mm. Ooh, well, I do recall either, that. So, yeah, Diva's yeah, not we, here we, either, so we'll let that yeah, one slide. We, and, yeah. So, yeah, I, dang, way to call Wait, me out there, sir. Did y'all even watch Lovebirds? I did, and it wasn't, I, I saw it way before the assignment. Like, I saw it, like, I don't know, almost okay. when it first hit. Netflix or whatever is on. Oh, okay. Same here, and I watched it again for the show. Oh, well, there you did go. you watch it? I have not watched it. See, I knew it. Sixteen, right, you so, watched uh, it? Yeah, so uh, the next segment is random. That's how we live. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we wouldn't. I mean, you know. Are we really talking? Come on, we're really talking about this right now. Like, okay. Diva ain't even here. All right, I ain't watching, okay. man. Damn. All right, I'm I gonna watch it. the damn movie. All right, when are we supposed to review this? Are we really doing this on the air? Or when are we reviewing this? Are we supposed to do this next week? Go on with your little stinking ass rants. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna watch the movie, Tiki. Don't don't slap my hand. You know, right. ragged ass rants y'all want to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the movie. You know, Tiki got this way of like, I feel like, damn, I, I just I, felt the stank in her voice. Lord, <laughs> yeah, she, she just scolded me. I'm gonna watch the damn movie tomorrow, okay? Damn, we'll review I... it next week. I feel, I, I, need, I feel like I need to go sit in the corner or something. Um, so up next is how we. Easy, <laughs> why did you provoke Tiki? She was chilling that she took the bait and she's ranting. You do, you, she, she gonna, she's gonna. I, I'm sorry, man. I, the the same entertainment that you provide me, sixteen <laughs> Tiki does the same. It's I just love it. If I can provoke I, I, either I, one of y'all, I'm here for it. I know, I, I know you wanted to. I, I am here for it. I am the shit starter, and I will gladly take that title. And here's the thing: I will start. I will start the the shit, and I will slowly back away and grab some popcorn and just watch y'all go at it. It is the best thing. He ever. does this to me like at least twice a day. At least he's like, hmm, my work day is going to shit. You know what? Let me provoke the hell out of my brother and let him rant via text for about forty five minutes. And he does it, and I fall for it every single time. He'd be like, hey, this subject I know you hate, go. And I just jump through the hoop. 
you know, whatever. So <laughs> we we uh, close up the show for those out there listening. And real fast before we get to random, um, if you want to be a guest on the Aftermath, um, and August is already starting to fill up as it is, so if you want to slot on the Aftermath where you're a artist or you own a business or you're a rapper or a singer and you feel like your story needs to be told, email us, the radio show inbox at gmail.com. Or you can text us, 678-800-1677 with your information and tell us why you should be a guest. And, you know, we'll see about making that happen. So hit us up, please. Now, we're going to get into the end of the show, which is random, which is us basically getting off our chest, whatever comes to mind. They usually end up being little mini rants. I would be so very wrong if I didn't start with the always lively Tiki Blue, who's been provoked before. So please. Tell us what's on your mind. Don't fall for the bait, people. Do not let these people out here in these streets trick you, bait you into this bullshit because it will take you out your damn headspace, get you out your game, and have you on some bullshit that you did not plan on being on. I had no intention of falling for this young ass bullshit tonight. I didn't have any wine tonight. I'm sober as hell. And I let this little fucker take me out of my damn head game. Now I'm sitting in the damn car mad, yelling at my damn self, because I'm in here all working up in his ass over there eating popcorn, laughing at my damn expense. This is bullshit. Don't let people do you like that, people. Do not fall for the bullshit. Don't fall for it from Jesus. Don't fall for it from Don't fall for it from Trump. Don't fall for it from Yeezy. Don't fall for it from these carrots, cans, brass, toms, and chats. Don't fall for the bullshit. Be smart. It's some bullshit. Are you happy? Are you happy? Oh, my God. Look what you've done to him. Okay. This is great. My night's been made. (laughs) What is is on your mind? Because Evie has triggered Tiki. She's going to rent for 50 years now. What what, what you got, bro? I wasn't even mad about no shit today. I was good. You see, fall for the bullshit. Don't do it, people. Don't fall for the bullshit. (laughs) Could you please rescue us, sir? Paper towels are a bill. Yo, that's facts. That is facts. That gets the that gets the applause. <laughs> Filing under things they don't tell you about adulthood. Paper towels are a bill. It's a fucking bill. Facts on facts on facts. On top of facts. And Especially you after you have some damn paper towels today. Don't Oh, oh God! Shit. Nothing is safe. All right, <laughs> jerk, my brother. Please enlighten us on what's on your mind, sir. Well, I'm sitting there watching the live Braves game. I'm so glad to see the live sports are trying to come back. But I gotta say that soccer's got it right, piping it up, pumping in that fake ass audience sound because this shit is boring. <laughs> I told you. Oh my you. God. I mean, just pay, I don't need to see the faces of the people. I don't need to see them dancing, but at least, you know, put some speakers up, something. <laughs> Seriously, it's a sad state of affairs out here. Um, I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go before we go to EZ shit starting to. Um, 
so my random is uh, overheard something or something I heard, but I just want to say this for the record and have this documented on this show that the good morning, beautiful text is the laziest, most useless form of communication on the planet. And all I can say is do better. And if you're a woman that's excited about that shit, that bare minimum bullshit, then you need to do better too. But whatever, it's cool. You know what you're doing. But that's just lazy. Good morning, beautiful. Lazy as hell. You better not come at my daughter. Oh, God. I should have watched my words there. Easy, what's up, man? What you got? Uh, Guys, after tonight's episode, I will be releasing my new book, How to Be a Shit Starter and How to Trigger People, Part 1. Oh, God. It'll be for the wonderful price, $14.99, soon to be New York Times bestseller. Um, I'm really excited about it. As you can see, I have positive results. So clearly the methods that are in this book will work for you. We have different kinds of shit starting, physical, emotional, verbal. We have we we cover almost all of it in my book. Go check it out. It's on Amazon, um, any your local bookstore. Really looking forward to the project. As you can see, it al- it already has proved its worth on this show tonight. Thank you. Are you are you trying to start a forest fire here? I mean, you've done enough Don't tonight. Fall for that bullshit. Do not fall for it. Do not go buy this little raggedy ass book. Do not fall for that bullshit. Don't do it, people. Okay, so this is what's gonna happen. <laughs> hey, I will. I will say this though. Um, I was in a store today. And a lady complimented me on my mask while she wasn't wearing a mask. I found that very ironic. I don't think that's ironic. That's retarded. Or sarcasm. Yeah, that's sarcasm. That that's yeah. She was fucking with you. No, no, like she literally was asking like where I got it from. She wanted she to get it for other away? people, but she didn't have a mask. Um <laughs> No. <laughs> because okay, so if people are wearing masks, they don't have the uh, imaginary ruler in their head to stay six feet back or measuring tape, whatever you want to use. Yeah, I'm going to need you to back out don't of my personal space. Don't fall for the COVID carrying bullshit. Don't do it. Don't fall for that COVID bullshit. Don't do it. 16, right. if I know you well enough, you've recorded this and you're going to play it on other episodes. Please tell me you've recorded what? that line. Well, listen, I, we don't like to give away all the secrets beforehand, but just know that some things and some stuff might be magically making their way onto the soundboard. Don't know, you know. Um, yeah, probably so. <laughs> you are not going to have um, a soundboard full of me. Don't you do it. Do not. <laughs> it's part of the know, bullshit. I like that one. Don't, don't you do it. Do not. <laughs> It is perfect, too. She said it, and it's all isolated. That's a lot less work for me, too. Tiki, goddammit, I appreciate it. That's all right right there. Um, (laughs) So before we get out of here again, um, we appreciate everybody listening. Podcasts will be available um, probably about an hour on all of our uh, streaming partners. So if you missed anything, just go to our Linktree site. Uh, It's uh, Linktree. It's the radio show, or just go to, you know, whoever you use, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whomever, you know, check us out. And, uh, yeah, the aftermath this weekend, you know, check us out. Um, Tiki, hopefully she'll be calm down. She's going to be hanging out with the one on uh, Sunday with us. 
So hopefully uh, Easy won't do anything to set her ablaze because <laughs> if so, that interview is going to go swimmingly. But yeah, man, Wait, uh, just go on that one. Yeah, I may I may just call out sick. I may just call out sick for the sake of the the show and it going as planned. Hey, that was murder horn has been going around. Just you know what? Well, I'm not gonna rant about topic. murder. I'm I'm not gonna do my murder horn this rant. I'm not jumping through the hoops tonight on that, man. But this fatal affair movie is so bad, man. Cujo, man, he he never they never even did anything, man. One part on the movie. She got a phone call on a holiday that her assistant told her to come to the office. She left her family there to come to the office, and guess what? The assistant was dead, and Omar Epps was magically already back at the house, even though she left. Why would she leave? There's a maniac out there. Whatever. I'm sorry. Okay, let me ask one question. So did anybody have time to say, oh, yeah, daddy, put it right there? No. I think you just did. did. You just did. Uh, (laughs) I love this show so much. You just don't know. Wait, did Jerk go? He did. Oh, all right. Talk about live sports. Ah, yes. Okay, yep. There you go. Yep, he did. I'm sorry. You you would think Atlanta wouldn't have a problem with uh, pumping in fake noise, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, my God. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go for the ball. 16, as I say, mm. where's the lie, sir? Bro, I'm staying out of this. I agree that. I mean, it's going to take her a while to calm down. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate hey, y'all, easy, man. You still, hey, Easy, you still charging fourteen ninety five for the shipping and handling on that book? No, no, no. That, that's just a special price. Um, You still have to pay some shipping and handling. But, you know, if you have Amazon Prime, you Gucci. Y'all are messy as hell. Y'all are messy. They say women are messy. Y'all are a bunch of old messy roosters. Y'all messy as hell. Get me the hell off this show. Okay, okay. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. How many New York Times bestsellers were not messy? A lot of them are. Y'all messy as hell. I'm hanging up. Bye. On on, on that note, now that Kiki's going to be ranting for 40 years now. Um, we appreciate everybody. Fujo, Dirk, Easy, Tiki, M16. We'll get ATL Diva back next week. We appreciate y'all, and uh, we'll do it again next week, 8 o'clock on Tuesday. And please don't forget to check out the aftermath. You'll see it in your feed this weekend. All right? So everybody say goodbye to everybody, and we'll catch them next week. You, you. All right. <laughs>